You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. everyone. I'm Barbara Beck, host of Welcome Home on Good Life 45. And you're listening to my good friends, Fritz, Mike, and Tina, right here on God Stories Radio, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world through the power of the Christian testimony. Keep listening for a big blessing from the Lord. to God Stories Radio. This is session 202. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. 202, Mikey. 202. Hey, who does Tina's here. Yes. <laughs> She's back. I'm back. I'm uh, back. It's just All not the same without say. you. There's, you know, the flow isn't there. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. But we did do pretty good. Yeah, I did okay. Yeah, you did. You guys did. You always do awesome. So. Yeah. I was really proud of Mikey. He stepped up. <laughs> and you had yeah you had a lot of face he stepped up i stepped everything. back yeah you guys did great you guys mikey great. persevered this week man he's had a dental uh phenomenon mm-hmm. <laughs> so far it's been a week from hell <laughs> but thursday night it's i'm here amen to that mm-hmm. that's right and we want to th- thank all of our listeners out there who've been praying for um, special folks for us. Um, Dan and Danielle Archer, we've been asking you guys to pray for yes. them. And if you would continue to pr- uh, pray for healing, that would be great. Um, they're both um, doing doing well right now. But they both so. need it. Who knows who can take care of the other? I mean, they're both going through something big. Each yeah, one I know, right? right? Good grief. So please pray for Dan and Daniel Archer. Amen to that. Help join us in that. And do you know the, uh, well, I didn't know if you knew the donation site for the for the food donation, but um, if I, we can find that out, maybe we'll, we'll pop it up on the Facebook page yeah. or something like that. That way if uh, folks feel compelled, they can make a small donation to help feed them through this time. Right. Absolutely. And for all of you who are praying for me, thank you so much. I can feel those prayers. So I really do appreciate it. And um, it means a lot. So thank you. Fabulous. Man, it's good to be here. I love me some Thursday night. I know. It's exciting. We want to thank Angie Moore, though. She hooked us up with some vittles tonight. Yes, she did. (laughs) Man. Yes. But we had to come out here and do this first. We I got some pre-blessed Chick-fil-A chicken. Uh, 
I know. And some uh, veggies, veggies and, and veggies uh, fruits and brownies. I saw that brownie. Oh yeah, it's calling my name. Yeah, make sure it calls my name before it calls you. Ah. <laughs> we'll see who gets out of here first, babe. Uh, it's well, normally we know it's not you. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I lose automatically. Uh-huh. That's the price you pay for being a producer. You are not first to the brownies. No. <laughs> so how about your week? I've had a great week. Uh, Some of us should have. I know, right? It's uh, been been very busy, but great. Doing a lot of, you know, getting geared up for Easter. That's and right. Doing set changes Easter and things weekend. like that. And uh, we're going to uh, unveil Mike's uh, grand piano mm, on Easter. That's going to be fun. I know, right? He's so excited. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. We, The school, Southlake uh, High School, donated a baby grand piano, and we went and picked it up. And we gutted it, took the harp out of it, everything. Shaved down his uh, keyboard, or MIDI controller, as he calls it, and we slid it in there. Mm-hmm. And then we put a built another casing for the keyboard to, up top. And it's cool. It is too cool for school. You can't tell <laughs> when you look at it that it's not the original keys in that thing. Right. And we stuffed all the computer and all the wires in the in the piano. Right. So you can't see any of that. Wow. It's cool. I was glad to be part of that. It was hard work, but <laughs> glad to be part of that. So, what's going on over there? I know, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any Facebook likes this week. We don't, uh, but we have a special listener. Yeah. So, we want to just give a shout out to Stuart Cooling if he's listening. Stuart, if you're listening, welcome. And thank you for listening. Make sure you like us on yes, Facebook. Sir. I'll tell you who is listening right there Mr. Marcus Sinclair. All right. All right. In the house. Yay. On the Mixler. Our good right. buddy. Hope but we are. Well, we're Mark. looking for anybody out there that has not liked us yet on Facebook from wherever you are. If you can do it, please do so. Yeah, and uh, Mixler's fun because you can chat with us mm-hmm. and everything. We love questions, and it's going to be great. We're going to have kind of a semi-panel, I guess, uh, next week, aren't we? Yeah, we are. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to so. be great. We're going to have uh, Pastor Chris Bone. Uh, Pastor Mac, mm-hmm. and uh, who knows, they might bring uh, another pastor or, or maybe Bo or mm-hmm. somebody like that. Bo told me he doesn't need much of an excuse to come back. <laughs> he said he'd come every Thursday if he could. So. <laughs> It'd be fun. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. All right. Well, glad you guys had a good week. Glad Mikey uh, persevered, and he's here tonight. So far. So far. Yeah. Riding that wave. <laughs> and i thanked angie for the food so uh, i'm gonna turn it over to you babe or is it is angie gonna uh, introduce our guest tonight um actually angie is going to introduce our guest oh, tonight fabulous. however um you know i just want to mention that i got an opportunity to meet our fellow guest through my good friend angie moore and um it was such a pleasure just hanging out and spending part of the day with you and um it was really a blessed time and a blessed moment and that's when i asked him to do the show and you know without hesitation he said yes and all right i was really touched by that because you know anybody who wants to share their testimony uh for the benefit of others i think is a pretty special person 
So, Miss Angie, you also being a very special person to me, would you mind introducing our guest? Thank you, Tina. So tonight we have Sylvester with us, and I met Sylvester through my son Stuart, who is into all kinds of collectibles and so forth that uh, Sylvester and his and his lovely wife Angela have at um, at their shop, and. Um, so I, I went in one day, everybody kept telling me, you gotta go in and meet Sylvester and Angela. And so I, I happened to come in to the shop and Sylvester was there and he had on this really cool shirt and it had like a patch on it. <laughs> and he'll have to remind me what number was on there, but it was so cool and I'd never seen anything like it. And I said, that is such a cool shirt tell me about it and then he proceeded to tell me and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to him so he can tell you exactly what it was about and I was so touched and so blessed uh, to hear his story so here's Sylvester uh, thank you guys Sylvester you, welcome, welcome to the show welcome. my friend welcome to the show welcome. thank you thank this you is awesome here it this is a first in so many aspects um, before I even delve into that I got to let you guys know my wonderful wife, Angela, I wouldn't have been here without her because she knows um, it's the story of our son and what happened to him. And I'll get into that in a little bit. I'll try not to choke up too much. But you're in good, you're in good company, brother. Yeah. So, you know, let the Lord do his work. Tell that story, man. I will. God's Your family. Um, but I will tell you and for your listeners that are out there. Um, for me, this is going to be an exclusive. This is a first. I have what I'm going to share here has not been shared with anyone whatsoever. So We're honored. This is we are first. honored, brother. We are honored to have you. And Very this privileged. is great. Thank you. And uh, 94 countries are <laughs> awaiting what you have to say. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee somebody will be touched. Uh-huh. All right. Um, Let's answer Angie's question first. Um, the patch, um, it was symbolic of my son who passed away a couple of years ago. His name is Julian. Um, it is a blue patch. It has JM15. That 15 is the number of his basketball jersey. Um, he began playing basketball in middle school, went to AAU basketball, playing with the Marlins and with the Wildcats. I know they're not going to be listening, but I think it's going to reverberate ways. But Angie is actually the second person to ask me about the patch that I wear on my work shirt when I'm at the store. I've always wanted, I've never made a secret of it, but I've never really talked about it. Um, my son Julian, God rest his soul, I don't know quite where to begin with that. Um, he was such a loving kid, um, he gives his last. A good example of that comes to mind, um, Stuart had come to me and said, hey, I want to sell my cards. Stuart loves playing Magic the Gathering, so when Stuart had his cards, he said, listen, if you can loan me the money so that I can do something special for my dad for Thanksgiving, you can have these cards and I'll pay you back. We use them as collateral. And I said, 
Sure, Stuart, I'll do that. Not a problem. I already knew what was going to happen, and I'd already talked it over to Angela. She says, so you just gave him the money, right? I said, yes, I gave him the money, but he wouldn't just take the money because Stuart is a proud young man, as I am, and I understand that. Well, Stuart came back, and he came back to repay the money, and I said, okay, here are your cards, keep your money. Thank you very much. And so he started breakdown. He started crying at the store, and I went out, gave him a big hug. I said, Stuart, it's okay. I'm not just here as a business to exploit people to make money. My job is you love collectibles, I love collectibles. I'm going to find you the best collectible at the best price, but I'm also in the community. I'm not trying to just be here to get money from the community. I want to give back to the community. So we give back in various ways. Part of the ways that we give back is through our program of grades. Every child that comes in with a report card, every A, we give them $2. And so it goes on a gift card. And it teaches them responsibility. We push, do your grades, do your chores. We're not just going to reward you just because, but you have to do the work, but we're here for you. And I'll never forget my neighbors told me, you're gonna go out of business in a year if you keep this up because everyone around here gets straight A's. Yeah. I said, prove me wrong. I'm still in business. It's been going, we're going on two years. Mm-hmm. So. They told the owner of Chick-fil-A too, he was, he was crazy for closing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, all of the everything has been about Julian. Um, we moved here because of Julian. He got accepted to Montbird Academy, um, not for his basketball prowess, but for his academic prowess. Of course, he met the coach. He actually met. Um, the coach, as they were about to practice, they were going to play for a national championship for the high schools in New York. And we were here searching for a house because when he got accepted, my wife and I immediately said, hey, we got to go to Florida. We got to find a house. We got to find a place to stay. Julian asked me, and I'll never forget, the coach said, listen, come and scrimmage with the guys because we want to see what you have. Well, I can kind of understand why he said that because at 13, Julian was 6'3". Wow. And at 6'3", he was a phenomenal person, phenomenal basketball player, gave you his last. And it it was just, it's always been a blessing. So let's dive into me actually being here. Um. I, I got to be honest, for a long time, and I mean a long time, I was literally mad with God. And I said, God, why him? Um, could have taken me. It's like, now, nah, want Julian. He said, I said, why him? I said, take me. I said, even if you take me and then kick me out, send me to hell, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but he'll be here. But take me. Um, it happened. Hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. It happened, he went to school, and him, my wife and him had prayed at the door, 
Um, he came in, he gave me a hug, woke me up because I worked late that night. So he gave me a hug, woke me up. Love you, Dad. I said, love you too. See you later, buddy. He says, okay. So off he went to school. Uh, when he went to school, I think it was maybe second period or third period, something like that. He started complaining about a headache. And eventually he went to the nurse. He collapsed there. Um, they called the they called me. And then they called the ambulance to come and pick him up from school. Um, I got there first. My wife had a doctor's appointment that I dropped her off at. I got there first. And they said, where would you like to take him? There was two hospitals. There was Chesapeake General, which was closer. And it was, King's, it was Children's Hospital of the King's Daughter. That was maybe 20 minutes away. I said, take him to the closest one, as any parent would do. He gets to... Chesapeake General, and they're thinking this six three got this six foot three young boy is a man. They didn't understand that that's a young boy, and so they kept calling him, you know, this boy, this young boy. And when you think of a boy, you're thinking, oh, he's only five two, five three, five five at the most. Mm -hmm. So they find out what it is. They said he's got bleeding on the brain. Um, they said we got to get him over to the Children's Hospital of the King's Daughters. They're better equipped to handle it. So they transport him, off they go. As he's being transported, my wife rides with him. I followed behind the ambulance, and the ambulance tells my wife to call me and say, listen, you can't follow us because we're going to be running red lights. And I told my wife, so will I. I have to go too. I'm going to be there. They said, listen, we want you to get there safe. So back off a little bit, meet us there. I did, begrudgingly. Um, I got there, and they took him right into surgery. They said surgery was going to be about four hours. Two hours later, they come out to us, and they say, listen, he had a, what's called an AVM, that ruptured and burst. They didn't expect him to live through the night. And, of course, my wife and I broke down. Um, my family was there. We had to go break the news to them. We had to say goodbye to our son, who had just gone off to school. From there, um, they told us, hey, get ready. He's going to be in ICU, Children's Hospital. He's not going to make it through the night. So my wife was there. Um, we told our pastor about it. Pastor spread the word to the church. And pretty soon, everybody knew about it. Well, after that night, and my wife spent the night, he survived. He kept persevering. And then they said, well, he lived through the night. Okay. We've got to get his levels down in his brain, the swelling on his brain. We've got to get it down. Well, they're pumping him full of medicines and everything to work on the swelling on his brain. They said, well, we don't expect him to live past the next two days. So my wife is still there. She never left the hospital. I had to drag myself to go 
this place, this place, take care of things around the house, take care of what the two dogs that we have at home, his two dogs, by the way, which their names are Leonardo and Raphael, two chihuahuas. <laughs> he named them Ninja Teenage Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He named them. I'll, I'll digress for a minute. We, are, we, we always took a trip as family to Myrtle Beach, Florida, and we'd stay for like a week. Well, we went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We stayed in uh, it's this town next to Myrtle Beach. We didn't stay exactly in Myrtle Beach. Well, we went there, and my wife is like, I want a dog. And Julian says, well, I want a dog, too. Like, All right, great. You get one dog. We're not getting two. Well, they come across these chihuahua puppies. And Julian picks out one, Leonardo. And so Raphael was the one that was left. So with Raphael's being left, my wife said, oh, he kind of looks a little ugly. No one's going to take him home. I'm worried about him. And I'm sitting there thinking, we're getting one dog. I put my foot down. I've spoken. And... I walk off, and we're at a flea market at the time. Well, needless to say, she's got a puppy, he's got a puppy. Then they go in the back seat with him, they bring him back home, and he names them Leonardo and Raphael. I did not like these dogs. I do not like these dogs at all. <laughs> and I put my foot down before, too. It didn't, and it doesn't work, does it? No. You know it. <laughs> you know the ending. Well, the dogs come home, and the first week is okay. The second week, they come back, and they start gravitating toward me, and they start following me around. And I'm like, why are you dogs following me? Go away. Leave me alone. Your masters are over there. I want to sit here and relax. Well... As you can tell, and I said it earlier, we have those two dogs, Leonardo and Raphael, and they still follow me around to this day. <laughs> I'm a little perturbed by it, but then I love the dogs to death now, but that's the story of how we got those two dogs, and they've been... Isn't that funny how they always yeah. gravitate to the ones that don't want to have yeah, really. with them? Man. Yeah. So... But my wife's in there, she's, she's in the hospital with them, and they keep telling her, they keep stretching the timeline. All of a sudden, the timeline goes from a day to two days to three days to he's not going to make it past the week. Wife never leaves his side. Um, I, for, I'm forced to leave, go handle things at home, feed the dogs, let the dogs out, um, meet with his school, his principals, the Back, all of the teachers have been great. Um, I think they kind of picked up on what was happening. And Crestwood Middle School in Chesapeake, Virginia, best kept secret in the Hampton Roads area in Virginia. They made sure that I would eat every day because it, it was going a day or two that I would not eat because I'm so worried about my son. I'm going back and forth to the hospital, coming home. I'm forced to leave. I'm making sure my, that Angela's okay. I'm trying to be strong for everyone. And they made sure they came by every day with food, prayers, support, 
every day they were there. It had almost gotten to the point where I was like, why are y'all here every day? He's going to be home in a little while. It's okay. But every day they would come over. That's where I would get to break down, release, let out, let things happen. Again, while all this is happening, I'm a little upset with God. I'm mad mm -hmm. at God at this point. Mm -hmm. So this is all this is still going on. Mm -hmm. Well, as time goes on and the doctors are starting to give up now, given a timeline of when Julian is not going to be here anymore. They just said, we don't know. Maybe he'll wake up. If he wakes up, that's great. But if he wakes up, we don't know the extent of the damage to his brain. Mm -hmm. So I just prayed and I went into their chapel almost every day. And normally you go into the chapel to pray. But when I went into the chapel, I'm sitting there alone. And I'm looking at the cloths and the pictures that they have. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, why? I said, you're God, you can fix this. Why are you not fixing this? So, angry. The church that we go to, or that we went to um, in Chesapeake, uh, Mount Lebanon, <coughs> the pastors, the brothers there, um, they were like, we need you to come to church. We need you to come to church. And I'm like, mad. No, not coming. Don't want to go. Why should I? God told me he wouldn't do this, but yet here we are. So one day, uh, my oh, let me preface that. My son and I were ushers. So we were pr and proud of it, proud ushers. I think one day they told me, listen, we need you to fill in for someone. I'm like, I'm not filling in for anyone. I'm still mad, mm -hmm. mad at God. I fill in, and as I'm there, I'm at my post, and the tears are running down my face. And no one even blinked in. Hi, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? And I still did my best to persevere, move forward, move forward. Still mad at God. When it was time for prayer, Still mad at God. And I'm like, yes, I'm praying to you, God, but you didn't hear me. Why is my son still laying there? And so as time went on, well, we're in week two now. Wow. He's still, he wasn't supposed to be there, but week two, he's there. There's one blessing. Week two, he's there, and we're still... Holding out hope, we're still praying, hey, he'll get better, he's going to wake up. My wife is there, never left his side. I couldn't get her to leave, I wasn't going to try to. Mm -hmm. If I couldn't leave, I wouldn't have left. But somebody had to do it, and I guess they appointed me that person. It was difficult seeing him there and just not seeing his smile, not seeing him. Um, go through his ritual that we went through together. <laughs> but I owe him a lot. And I think he's the reason for Windows Comics and Collectibles. 
the original name was going to be CNC Collectibles or CNJ Collectibles, I'm sorry, which was Chandler and Julian's Comics and Collectibles. That was the original name. Um, he told me, well, Dad, listen, you like Mace Windu. Why don't you call it Windu's Comics and Collectibles? I said, sure, why not? We'll do that. So that's, how, that's what I changed the name to, Windows Comics and Collectibles. I knew this kid was special because at five years old, and it's another testament of everything that I have so far and what I've been blessed with, I have a black Yukon. Um, it's 2005. It's been good to me. I've had it for a long time. My son picked this truck out for me when he was five. I told my wife, or I made the announcement to my wife, and the guys will get a kick out of this. I told my wife, listen, I want a Hummer. or I, Yeah, I want a Hummer, but I don't think you guys can fit into it. But that's okay. We'll make it work because I want a Hummer. Well, <laughs> she says, uh, no, let's get something that everyone can fit into. I said, all right, fine. Did you put your foot down again? <laughs> I did. It didn't work. Oh, uh, well, okay. It didn't I'm just work. wondering. Yeah, I did. Seems it didn't to be work. a pattern here. Yes, there is. Yes, it didn't work. This kind of reminds me of uh, Stuart at a younger, this kind of reminds me of Stuart at a younger age. He was like, hey, mom, you would really look good in this vehicle. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Exactly. <laughs> well, at five. My son, Julian, would sit in that truck. It had the captain's chairs in the front and in the back, of course. And he sits in the back, has on his shades. He'd roll the window down, has his, have his arm out there, and you'd think, that's a mini-me because I'd have my arm out right. the window. <laughs> I'd have on my sunglasses. Yep. Well, prior to that truck, we've looked at about seven or 10 trucks before that he gets into them he looks into it it's like all right and then he gets out and we can take him on its way and everyone's happy this particular truck he would not get out of the truck and he just cried and cried and <laughs> cried it was a sunday so we figured all right listen well then you know we'll think about it he says then you like the truck we should get the truck and he's crying oh my god we should get the truck did you like it i liked it so I was like, all right, it'll pass. No worries. And I told Angela that. He'll get over it. <laughs> By hmm, Wednesday, she picked him up from daycare. He's asking the same thing, question. Where's the truck? Did you get the truck? You said you were going to talk about it. Did y'all get the truck? Mm, mm, mm. Amazing that a five-year-old pays attention to details like that. We Usually had they, to get. They the forget truck. what they've eaten for dinner, nevertheless. You exactly. Know. Wow, that's amazing. So we ended up getting the truck, and ever since we've had the truck, I said, "Well, I guess this is the truck." We've taken trips to New York, Texas, Florida, twice a year. I drive the truck down. I love my truck. Um, once we did that, once we got the truck together and everything was good. 
he started riding more and more in the truck. And then as he grew, he started riding in the front seat of the truck. And the game that he would play every time we got out of that truck is I race you to the door and he'd always cheat. I'm saying that about you, Julian. Sorry, buddy. But you cheated. I will tell you. I'd pull up into the driveway and I'd put the car in park. And before I could turn the key in the ignition off, he'd unlock the door, open the door, and say, I race you to the door. And he'd run to the door and he said, Yeah, I beat you. One of his lifelong dreams was to beat dad in a game of basketball. He could never really pull that one off. Of course, just before he passed, when he was playing with the AAU basketball team, the Marlins, I said, yeah, I can't beat this kid. He's going to beat me in basketball. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Young energy will prevail at some point. You know? Yes, indeed. So that's why it kind of hit us when he you know, when all of this happened with him and he got sick, um, I really didn't have time to stop and say, oh, my God, my son's sick. What are we going to do? How can we help him? All we could do was pray and keep going. Of course, as time grew on, again, my anger grew with God. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it boiled to a head where I was having, I was talking to Angela and I told her, I said, she said something to me. I can't remember what it was. And I said, I'm not burying my son. My son is going to bury me. So he's going to pull through this and he's going to be fine. Um, that didn't happen. And again, my anger with God kind of grew. It grew even more so. It grew to the point where I would not listen to K-Love Radio. Julian loves K -Lo loved K-Love Radio. I would not listen to it. Um, I would not watch basketball anymore because my son wasn't there. I wouldn't watch football. I'd I watch a few games here and there, but I wouldn't do it. Um, I was completely shutting down from everything from the world around me and in some cases from Angela my wife we had we Julian finally passed uh, it was like 4:30 in the morning on the 15th of April and when he did they the nurse called us and said hey his vital signs are getting weaker. You need to come. That was the one time I could get her home to sleep in her own bed, Angela. When we went there, we were there with him in, at the end. We said a prayer and we said our goodbyes. And we packed up everything and left. And I put everything in the car and we came home. Um, nobody had known. I I'd passed it on to the school. The school sh immediately shut everything down. And had a memorial service for him that day. And they had his number up on the scoreboard, and then all of the kids were brought into the gym. A lot of them broke down. A lot of them broke down and was like, why? We thought he was getting better. Um, they had elected him Falcon of the Year because it was the Crestwood Falcons. So they elected him Falcon of the Year, um, Athlete of the Year because... 
of all of the contributions that he had made to that school and to the student body. He wasn't an, ele an elected official or anything along that line. But this was the guy that some, I think it was a young man with autism that was at the school was being bullied. Julian saw it. He walked up. He said, hey. Now, remember, he's 6'3". So he walks up. He's like, hey, he's with me. Don't bother with him anymore. And he told him, come on, let's go. And he's standing there. No one picked on him ever since. And he, we didn't realize that when he went home, he told his parents about Julian. And he gave his parents a hug. He had never hugged his parents in like about, I think it was 10 years. Wow. He'd never hugged them. So we found all of this out after Julian had passed. Well, we also found out that well, it was it was a big mystery. We were blaming Julian, but it was a big mystery that was finally solved. So we would give Julian money when he goes on field trips. Like, listen, here's some money. And it's usually more than enough. Well, he come back with nothing and nothing to show for it. We go, Julian, what happened? What would you spend your money on? He says, well, this guy didn't have money for lunch, so we, I bought him something to eat. This guy didn't have any money to buy something out of the gift shop, so I bought him something. And then I bought her something, and I, he just kept giving, kept mm -hmm. giving, kept giving. I'm like, I couldn't get mad at that. That's the one thing out of all of this that I couldn't get angry about. Mm -hmm. um, Again, the anger was still there. And I had went back to church, did my duties as the usher, and was there still going through the motions. It was like a fog. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was like, why is this happening? And, and you know, I'll keep saying that throughout everything that's going on here. Why is this happening? And I know there are people out there who ask this question a lot. You know, why is this happening? You know, I hear about these miracles all the time. I hear about, hey, this guy was underwater for 45 minutes. He was dead. We brought him back to life, and he's still here. But my son didn't get healed. Why? Was there a reason? Is there something that I don't understand? I'm trying to understand. I want to understand. I kind of had given up trying to understand, and I said, you know what, forget it. I'm done. I went to church, and I'm sitting at my post, and I said, you know what, God, okay, fine. I'm done. I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, it's very painful. Everyone's telling me how strong I was, and I told them, you have no idea. Mm. I am not at all. I am very, very angry right now. Um we moved, Angela and I found a house here in Florida because we were think we're sitting there, we're thinking, do we still move here? Do we not move here? What do we do now? We're at that point. And she said, you know what? Let's just move here. Let's just go down here. Now, I didn't think we were supposed to be here, but here I am, and I'm here on the show. We get in, we stay at a hotel, and we're going around looking at different houses. Well, as we're looking at a house, and, I, and 
still I'm still angry, but true story. I can't believe that it, it happened. And every time I tell people, they look at me and they go, it didn't happen that way. I go, yes, it did. So we're looking at houses and we're like, okay, we're going to get a house here in honor of our son, Julian. Well, we looked at some rentals. We looked at some other properties and we ended up at Highland Ranch where we are now. So as we're at Highland Ranch, um, we pull up and it was a, it was a way stop of us going from one house to another house. It was just a pit stop. It was, that's all it was. We were killing times. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let's go look at the new houses. It's just a pit stop. Well, we get there, and the woman, the saleswoman in the um, office at the time, we said, listen, we want to look at this particular brand of house. It was an Emerson. I said, we want to look at the Emerson house. She says, okay, well, I can show you the model. And my realtor says, well, don't you have any in inventory? And she said, you know, it's funny you should mention that. One just came on the market 20 minutes ago. Uh-huh. As we walk in, the, 20 minutes ago, one just came on the market. Coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in and we go look at it. She says, now, you have to like it as is. Um, we can't change anything because it's an inventory house. It's already built. So I'm like, all right, fine. I didn't expect to like it. I told my wife, if you like it, we're buying it. I said, as simple as that. That's a smart man right there. Yes. I said, if you like it, we're buying it. I said, if it doesn't have a pool, no problem. We're going to get you a pool. She says, okay. So we go look at the house, and it is everything that my wife ever wanted as far as the details in the kitchen, her home office. The doors are already built into the home office. The patterns on the tile, the paint colors, the, the carpet, Everything is exactly what she wanted. That's how the father rolls right there. indeed. Mm -hmm. So we go back and we start to talk about the house and we start talking about the price. And so the salesperson says, you know, this house isn't going to stay on the market long and the price is the price. We were like, there's got to be some wiggle room. So here's where it gets interesting. And I know, and and I talk to Angela about this all the time. I was like, I know this was God. So as we're haggling over the price, another couple walks in and says, so listen, we're interested in an Emerson. Do you think you have any available? And the salesperson looks back at us and says, "Uh, I don't know. Do I have any available? I said, well, I guess you don't. I guess that house is sold and we're going to pay the price that you're asking. And I think that was God's way of telling us, look, I put it out here in front of you. So can you go ahead and buy it, please? You have the ability to buy it. Just buy it and be done with it. Don't feel bad. He'd have to do that to me, too. (laughs) With two other people. Oh, yeah. Confirmation. Yeah. I need need two two people's uh, confirmation. Yeah, she needs at least two. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I tease her about that. See, and and that's what we we were going through. And it was like, it's funny. Um, we get it, and then little signs start showing up. Uh, Bellflower Way, which is where the house is, is actually a blue flower. My son's favorite color is blue. 
she wanted 10 foot doors because we knew our son was going to be about <laughs> six foot seven mm-hmm. if he had lived. So we needed the 10 foot doors. She had all these 10 foot doors. Everything was there. When people see me and they see me in my truck, they always wonder, well, why don't you get a new truck? You can afford it. Well, sure, I could afford it, but that truck is special to me. I can't get rid of that truck. Well, you got that right. Yeah, I can't get rid of that truck. Um, It's just, it's really amazing to me that all of the signs, all of the different things that have happened to Angela and me, and in some in some instances, that anger in me still swells back up. I know God is in control. I believe in God. I love God. But that doesn't stop me from sometimes being angry with him when I look to the, when I'm driving in my truck alone and I look to my right and my buddy isn't there. And I look in the back seat behind me and there's different memories of him there with me. The pastor... Um, Pastor at his funeral did something that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. The homegoing service was beautiful. Um, but be- before we even got to that, Angela and I had a dream. We dreamed that his casket would be um, blue and that it would be in the huge cathedral. Yeah, our funeral was supposed, or his homegoing was supposed to be in the smaller church, and that's what they told us. That's what we were told. So we planned for that. Well, we both had a dream that hey, it's going to be the blue casket, and it's going to be in the big cathedral. We had that dream. We both had the same dream. It's not a, that's not a coincidence. I didn't pay it any mind because again, at the time, I was very, very angry. When it was time. To for when we got closer to his homegoing service, we got a phone call. We said, "Oh, by the way, Pastor has stepped in and made a command decision. We are having this in the cathedral, and we are going to make it work. And that is the end of that. And please make all of your arrangements for the cathedral. If you have any questions, call us back. Thank you." That was what ah, we got. Ah, exactly. Rolls once again. Yes. So we get in. And we think, well, I'm thinking anyway that in the cathedral, we're not going to have enough, you know, it's just just too much space. We're not going to be able to have enough people to fill that up. Not that I was worried about anything along that line, but it just, the thought just crossed my mind. Well, as we're coming in, I'm thinking I must be coming into a concert or something, or these people must be here for something else that's happening after my son's funeral because... This place is packed. And it was kids, parents, um, the faculty. They left school. The school got out at 3. The homegoing service was at 4. They left school, came there. It was packed. How much did the cathedral seat, did you say? Um, uh, Roughly. About 1,500. Wow. It was packed. So we, I, I'm, I'm walking in. I, I barely see everyone. I'm, of course, I'm grief stricken and angry. Mm-hmm. Let's not leave that part mm-hmm. out. You're going to hear right. that a lot. Sure. Mm-hmm. Angry. Um, 
But we go in and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, man, his first coach, his first AAU coach and trainer, as it turned out, was there to give a speech for him. And he got up to the podium and he froze because he was about to be overcome with emotion. Mm. So I'm looking up and I'm like, here we go. I have to be strong again. So I get up, I walk up there, I put my arm around him and I tell him, it's all right. I'm, I'm right there with you. Say what you want you say what Julian would want you to tell them, and then he begins and he's fine. The pastor invited all of his friends, all of the faculty. Give yourself to God. He said he started out. This is the first service that I've attended, where he it wasn't because of violence that this child is laying here. Mm. It was because he got sick. And God wanted him to come home. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, how, how did you know that? Where did that come from? It was it was just mind-boggling to me. But as he went on, it, it became more clear. Again, I'm still angry. You will see Julian again. Oh, yes. That part I do know. It doesn't stop the frustration no. of what's happened. And I guess, again, this is a first. This is, I needed to share you this. You needed to do this because I this did. is actually healing. Nobody, I mean, I haven't spoken to Angela about it. And when I told her, she kind of looked at me and she says, oh, you are? I go, and I just kind of looked at her and frowned. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm going to talk I'll, I'll i'll talk i'll say it because she couldn't get me to talk and that's my wife i love her dearly but she couldn't get me to mm -hmm. what i'm saying now i couldn't relive it i couldn't say it um and i said you know it's time to throw it out there because it's going to help someone and i saw it's that gonna help when, you as well i hope so it will um i knew when it helped Stuart, and that's when i knew i said it helped Stuart. i said oh I, I, I was like, I can't believe this. So, Well, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I know. It, uh -huh. it's, give, give, say. give, yes. right? Yes. Um, but so you're carrying on your son's legacy in that way. I have to. Um, and it's funny, when we had the grand opening at Windows Comics and Collectibles, they surprised, my neighbors and my wife surprised me. Um, and again, no one has really said anything about it or it hasn't asked any, anything about it. But there's a gaming area inside of my store. And in there, there is a plaque that says Julian's Game Room. And it has a flash symbol on it. He loved the flash. And Hawkeye. <laughs> so that plaque up there, no one has asked me about it. It's been sitting there and I had it right alone. There's nothing else around it. No one has asked me about that plaque. And I said, okay, that's fine. I don't need you to ask me about it. I just know if you ask me, that's Julian's game room. Don't change a thing. Don't mess up anything in there and we'll be fine. <laughs> um, but I am trying to carry on from what he started because no one else will. 
and no one else has been doing it from what I've seen. Um, I'm originally from Virginia, lived there all my life, except for about 10 years while I lived in Washington, D.C. Um, Sylvester, can we back up to the cathedral? Mm-hmm. Because you were about to share a moment right there that you were going to tell us after the uh, coach gave his gave the talk and then you started to realize something and you were about to share how he knew that information or and then you were about to share a thought right there and I really want to hear that oh yes I can't believe you remembered that all right um along that time man that was rough um he gives his speech everything's fine the pastor then tells all of his accomplishments, tells Julian's accomplishments. So then he invites them to come and join the church. And then he says, you don't even have to join this church. Give yourself to God. And he waited. He was right in front of his casket, and he waited. He says, I'll wait. And it was like about a minute, two minutes, you know, that awkward minute mm, when sure. things are there. He waited. All of a sudden, the kids started coming up. Yeah. And I went, what? God stands a hair up on my arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kids started coming. I mean, they came in droves. They were coming up. They were crying. And then they were right in front of his casket. And then the pastor says, you don't have to join this church. Give yourself to God. Find a church home that's right for you. And go from there. And I'm saying that in that moment, I'm looking up and I go, these kids looked up to him more than I ever knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, he, and he's passed, and he brought how many kids to Christ? Yeah, right. Uh, I think he told me the number was 225. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. It was 225. That had to be shared. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking, amazing. and I'm going. Praise Father. What? So we come out. Um, all of his basketball teammates from both teams had on their jersey and they're lined up out the door as he's being put into um, the hearse, wheeled out into the casket. Um, we go to the um, repass and you know, we just had food there and we had open mic that mm. the kids could come up and say anything they wanted to to Julian mm-hmm. and we had someone there recording it. Lo and behold, the kids came up and they just started giving testimony after testimony after testimony of how Julian has touched their lives. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, this is the guy that was telling me, you know, Dad, I don't know if I have many friends at school. Uh. But his faith was always there. Mm-hmm. And they told him, yeah, as a matter of fact, one teacher shared with us, it was something that it's, Oh, it's amazing. She had a dilemma. It was about another job, whether it's just keep teaching there or to take the other job. So Julian just walked up to her and says, well, what's wrong? She says, you know, oh, I'm okay, Julian. She's, he says, no, there's something wrong. What's wrong? So she shared with him and said that, look, I'm looking, I'm thinking about taking another job, thinking about doing this. She says, oh, you can't leave. We need you here. 
She said, I know, but it's more money. She said, well, I need you here. I said, you know what? Let God decide what to do. Just turn it over to God, and he'll guide you in the right direction. And God is smiling down on you, and he just walked off. He's like, and have a good day. And he left. I'm like, did, did you say that he said that? She said, yes. I said, please write that down and give it to us. I said, we definitely like to keep that around. I, I never knew the impact of him passing and that he had to pass away for all of this to happen. Because if it didn't, then someone else would have gotten lost. Two hundred brother was planting seeds, man, along yep. the way. Now wow. gets a little better. So the day that they predicted that he would pass away, um, some people from LifeNet came to see us. They said, listen, um, we're wondering if, you know, once Julian passed away, that you'd be willing to donate his organs to help someone else. He wanted to do that. Sure, of course, that's not a problem. Well, they came prepared. Well, he wasn't. So on the day that it was supposed to happen, he's still chugging along. Mm -hmm. Julian's still there. Well, when it finally did happen, and I never thought anything else about it, we got a couple of letters and the letter, one letter said, Hey, thank you so much. Without your son's blessing or donation, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking and I'm going, really? And, and I'll be honest. I read the letter and I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad you're still here. Still angry. Mm-hmm. Holding it up. Sure. Shoved it to the side. Um, about maybe a week later, got another letter. Same premise. Your son it was beautiful. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't be here without him. And I go, wait. Something's happening. Something's going on. Father's trying to tell you something. Yeah. He he got my attention. He sure he did. Um, then we got another letter from a random Jehovah Witness. Said, listen. Julian has passed away. We understand that you might be in some pain. Um, don't worry. You'll see him again. That's what it, That's what the letter said. You'll see him again. And that's why I, when you said that, I said, that's funny. That's what the letter said to me. Mm-hmm. And I keep getting these signals. I keep getting the signals. I'm able to be here today because the anger has say it. I, what's the right word? Just a little. It subsided a little bit. That's all right, man. We know you have days. Yeah. It's Everybody sub- has days. It subsided a little bit. But you know what keeps me going and what drives me is being at the store. And as opposed to me using the store for financial gain, it's actually helped me to reach a bunch of other kids who might be on the fence, who might be thinking about doing something else. And I had to really say that because I was given a speech at Howie at the Hills Library on Monday about comics to a room full of kids and some big kids, what the adults, I call them big kids because Mm -hmm. that's what they are. (laughs) And I didn't think I did a pretty, I didn't think I did a bang up job. 
um, I just spoke from the heart. And the library closed at 5. I was there until about 5.30, 5.40. Um, people were asking me questions. They wanted to know other things about comics. They wanted to know other things about collectibles. Well, I shared it with them, but I also told them that, listen, collectibles and comics can also be used in an educational format. I have teachers that come to me all the time to do this. They said, hey, great. We'll do that. And I get a, um, a Facebook message yesterday. I said, listen, we had an idea. We want you to come back. And I go, why do you want me to come back? Well, we want you to share more with the kids. The kids seem to be looking up to you. They seem to be listening to you as far as getting their chores, doing their schoolwork, getting good grades in school, trying their best. They're looking out for you. And I'm like, okay, God, what are you doing? That That's all I could say. I don't have the energy for all of this. Why are you doing this to me? And I would be sitting at home, and I and it would just wash over me and say, relax. Now do you understand why he had to leave? That's the only reason that I'm able to be sitting here in the studio with you people today. Mm. That is the only reason, because otherwise I would not be here. I couldn't be here. I'm not even going to sit here and whitewash it try to lie about it no i couldn't do it um i will say that um there was a coach who and my son's last coach um coach james when julian passed away he said i want you to be an assistant coach and I told him, I said, I don't want to be an assistant coach. I can't do it. I said, I've got a lot of anger. I've got a lot of frustration. I can't do it. He says, you have to do it. I, I, w I will say I have thought a lot of different thoughts as far as what I'm going to do for me, for myself, for Angela. And in those two months that Julian at Julian passed away, and then two months in that two month period, I honestly had thought about suicide because I'm like, I want to see Julian, and I can't see him if I'm here, so mm -hmm. I got to do this. That's when he persevered and said, "Look, I want you to be a coach. I want you to be an assistant coach on the team." I said, Coach, I've never coached before. I said, I know a little bit about basketball. I've never coached. He says, just come and do it. There's another guy. His name's Joey. Um, he was one of the first people to come up, and he says, he owns a comic book shop, Comic Kings, in Virginia Beach. He came up to me, and he says, gave me a hug. I was in his store. I'll never forget it. He says, I'm so sorry. He says, I'm sorry. He says, Anything I can do, let me know. There was another guy, owns a comic book shop. There's a theme here. Uh, mm -hmm. His name's Wayne. He told me the same thing. Anything you need, anything I can do, you just let me know. And sometimes you say that just as a way of, uh, 
it's just something to say. It's just mm-hmm. something that you do to be polite. Well, I put them to the test and they meant it. And they actually came through for me. And they have no idea how much they've come through for me because, again, I wouldn't be here because I was feeling that low and I was going into that situation. Well, God told these three people that, hey, um, tell him three times and that way he won't do it and he'll go and do what you want him to do. And they all told me, don't do it. Stay here. And I know that that was God telling that was God telling me mm-hmm. your time is not yet. Amen to that. Your time is coming. It's not yet. And I'm praying that it will be at a ripe old age and that um, everything. It was my wife, by the way. Sorry about that. <laughs> She's not okay. listening. <laughs> maybe she is. Get on she her. might be. She, maybe she is. And she's uh, um, feeling he needs a little. Uh... Yes. But that that was basically. They they kept me on track. They kept me from doing something stupid or something rash. It was something that I would regret. I was told it's selfish because I tried it. I was thinking the same thing 12 years ago. Were you really? Yes. You're in good company. Yep. Both of us. Wow. And I. Uh, I definitely bear witness with your whole story because I had a special needs daughter too. Mm-hmm. You need to take that. I don't know. We can pause for yeah. station identification. Yeah. Uh, let's pause for a station break. Got somebody on Mixler, but they'll bear with us. All right. We're not burning any tape here. Cool. Oh, as a matter of fact, I'll just text her and let her know. Hey, I'm on this. Um. But uh, I had a special needs daughter, have a special needs daughter that had a very rare blood disorder at a young age, nine months of age. She wasn't expected to live through the year and uh, uh, had a liver and kidney transplant and a very, very long story, very short, you know. And then I, there's a lot of times I sat at her bedside thinking she's not going to be here tomorrow. And I have those very same conversations that you did. You know, and raising my fist at the Lord and going, yes. you know, why is she suffering? You know, let, you know, Break take it, me. Give it to me, yes. You know, so uh, why would you, you know, I would just get crazy with God. But that's what we need to do. That's what he wants us to do, and he honors that. Uh, mm-hmm. that's so I get it, man. I'm I'm heartfelt right in there with you, man. I, I battled the... It's rough, though. It, yeah, it is rough. It, and the anger is real. The struggle is real. I'm telling you, I turned my back on God for for years yep and, and that's uh, why i tell people and I, I was hoping and i guess it's supposed to be i'm supposed to be saying this but anyone that's listening it's i know you it, whatever pain you have be angry but remember god still loves you and it's just mm-hmm. like if you're having a fight with a loved one hey you have fights you have disagreements but god still loves you i still love you don't give up. And I, I tell people that all the time. And they come Amen. into the shop and they go, hey, I don't have a job. Okay. How are you doing, though? Well, I'd be better if I had a job. Aren't you better now? Aren't you walking around? Aren't you breathing? Aren't you in good health? It's like, hey, your wife's working. She has an income. Until you get your income, her income is your income. And I know what some women say, what's mine is yours and what's mine is mine. But yeah, 
Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I don't care who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's just it's it's really amazing. Yep. Um, how people. But you were you were in you were in the right place at the right time to be offered to come here on God Stories Radio, oh. tell it for the first time. Because I'll say it's, it again, this is going to be healing for you. Amen to that. I I I. I feel that I know that and my whole premise and my whole thing is hey this has got to help me but I want it to help someone as well absolutely I mean I I don't want to be just selfish and like it just helps me I need this to help someone else and I you helped me already (laughs) hey you and I are going to grab coffee and I mean that we're going to we're going to sit down uh, we're going to take over a Denny somewhere and uh, <laughs> exchange exchange testimonies uh-huh. and, and stuff like that, man. Because yeah, really. I'm I'm tracking with you on this story. Absolutely. I'll tell you, it really hits very very close to home for well, me. Well, the, and that's why, um, whenever I go back to Virginia now, um, it's not that it's different. It's that it's surreal. Um, I look back on everything that we've had in Virginia, what we have here. And it's not much difference. The only difference is Julian isn't here. Um, when he got accepted to Montverde, uh, he was just like, yeah, okay, I knew I was going to get it, but I'm good. But that is great, though. I can't wait to go. Um, we're, we're trying to reach out to his niece who he calls a sister they're about the same age she was born in september he was born in july um and it's been a little tough on her because he was going to mount bird academy she was going to go to mount bird academy and she presently lives in new jersey well we're trying to get her to come here for her senior year of high school so that she can go to college and take her follow in julian's footsteps because that's what he would have wanted and it's been tough for her. Um, at her Sweet 16 party, she lit a candle for him. Uh, of course, everyone broke down. We broke down. We didn't know she was going to do that. Mm. But, you know, it, it's funny. You know, that my son, it's, it keeps touching people right. from... How old was he? The grade. He was 13. When he passed? Yes. He 13? Was 13. Look, at the, look at the legacy I he know, has right? at 13. At 13, yes. Wow. And how long ago? was three years ago mm-hmm. at 13. Wow. Um, it, it's, people don't realize it um, when they come to the store. Everything that's there is a testament to Julian. And not only that, it's birthed something in you to be able to, to carry on his legacy, but to minister to kids his age mm-hmm. and... Uh, struggling and hurting kids i mean you can't put a price on that i mean the lord knows what he's doing i mean it's it's funny and julian's here yeah he is he's here the big kids though is the ones are the ones that um we really really are trying to reach the big kids are just what's the right Ray to say this without offending anyone, so I'm gonna just say it. I don't care. Um, the big kids sometimes act like they're two years old and they stomp around. Oh my God, I want this. It's not happening. 
why, why, why? And I just look at him and I go, so listen, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? What is it that you want to do? Is it just for you or is it for someone or something? I said, when you can answer that question, everything else takes care of itself. And we try hard to give back to the community. But I will be honest, at one point, the community thought that we were not the best people to have a comic shop because of the color of our skin. We really? Had, yes. Wow. Oh, boy. Yes. They, we actually got that. And when we, when we were open for the first two months, we were lucky to get one person to come into the store. That we breaks, didn't change anything. That breaks my heart. Yeah. yeah, I tell you, the Lord will. Yeah, but yeah. you know, just like you said, people said it was gonna wasn't gonna last long, and you've been there for two years. Yep, it's still going because you're you're not only again about yourself, you're about the community and others. And Father yep. will take Amen care of to that. that. Amen. They said we wouldn't last a week on our podcast or or even a month. Yeah, you said that. And y'all we're going were here. into year six. Yeah, and I heard that. Two hundred episodes. I went year six. Yeah. Wow. That's God. Oh my Praise Father. Yes. Yes, indeed. So the so we are wow. we are the king of the shameless plug. So go yes, for it. Yes, we are. <laughs> plug away, brother. All right. Windows Comics and Collectibles. We are here to service your collectible needs. We want your collection to grow. We're not trying to line our pockets with your money. We're trying to give you quality collectibles and comics at affordable prices, and also. We are trying to get you to experience something different other than the different comic shops or the different um, conventions that are in the area. We want you to have these experiences. One experience in particular is in the state right next to us in Atlanta, Georgia. It happens on Labor Day every year. It's Dragon Con. We have a bus going there. The cost is $150, but that $150 covers the bus ride there and back and your ticket to Dragon Con for one day only. Don't pass up this opportunity to come and visit our store. We have friendly staff, excellent customers that are there, and if you just want to come and hang out and sit down, I'm coming to hang breeze, out. Just come <laughs> shoot the breeze. Are you reading that or? No. Uh. <laughs> That's gone. My goodness. No. And well, where, you're just flowing with it, man. Can I'll you tell give you. the address? Yeah, so give the address. Know where to go? 194 North Highway 27, Suite A in Claremont. If you are not familiar with Claremont, but you are familiar with a particular tax office, the old tax office location, that's where we right are now. Right across the Citrus Tower? Yes, right across the street from Citrus Tower. Man. <laughs> that's the best commercial i've ever heard <laughs> i thought he where's his paper man he's reading that wow no that that that's strictly the passion and love for collectibles and knowing the power of the collectibles just like the power of the lord um he drives you he moves you you will move heaven and earth to save money to buy a 200 dollars statue we'll do the same thing for god and god will repay you in kind and every time we do it, 
we've gotten a blessing. That's what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going day. down. I'm going down to hang out. Bring some did coffee. Hear, did you hear that, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sylvester, I want to personally thank you yes. for being willing to open up to us for the first time and to the God Stories Radio family um, and share Julian's story. Yes. You know, um, Julian's legacy is going to continue to live mm. on through you and your wife. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't think it's an accident, everything that happened. I think that Julian was the type of kid that would willingly give his life to save 200 others. Yes, he would. Yes, he did. Yeah, he unselfishly gave every day of his life. And then they're, they're steady finding out about things that right. they didn't know. And I think that is just amazing. And I think that's healing in itself that mm -hmm. the Lord is just and showing his accomplishments and the legacy. And this testimony, too. You know, you don't know how many lives it's going to touch as well. Yeah. There's other people that are going through the same or have gone through the same thing that needed to hear this. Amen. Well, we've had some people on Mixler and not a soul is left. They're wow. still with us. Yeah. An hour and 17 minutes later. Wow. Thank you, God. Amen oh, to that. Oh, my goodness. Amen. I, I never thought I'd be able to say that openly and willingly, but amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Wow. I think this is just the beginning it of, is. It your, really is. Yeah. of it is. your, um, you know, healing and mm -hmm. your walk with God, your mm -hmm. continued walk with God. I'm excited to see what God is going to do in your life. Yeah, I think God's going to blow up that comic shop. They're going to be some folks going in there and not for comics. You know, they're going right, to be, you got right. to go see Sylvester. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Um People think of comics, they think of Spider-Man, Superman. Sure, that's what we grew up with. Well, there's a comic book that no one really talks about, but I can't keep it in the store. It's called The Holy Bible. It's an oversized comic book. Mm -hmm. Wow. I can't keep it in the store. I've had seven copies of that book. I, it's called the Treasury Edition. Treasury Size Book is what it's called, and it's called The Holy Bible. As the as the story of Noah, Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve, I can't keep it in the store. Well, my son, who is very very close to the age of Sylvette, or is very close to the age of Julian, um, has learning disabilities, and the first Bible that he was able to read, like on his own, mm -hmm. was the Action Bible, which is in comic book format. Exactly. And. We used to buy him lots of comics in order to encourage him to read mm -hmm. and to at least try because it was less intimidating with all the pictures there and so right. forth. They could kind of follow the story. Exactly. But I, And I tell people when they, they come in there and they want to buy comics for the first time, they have to go through a questionnaire. I ask them, hey, what do you like? Tell me what you what's your favorite character. Have you Do you have one? Have you seen a character? We really want to get people learning. And if they can read, then you'll be able to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to study. Amen to that. You'll be able to study more. And that's what it's all about. I don't try to mince words. I don't try to shortcut. It's I can do this or I can't do this. It's that simple. My word is my bond. I cannot break my word. I gave God my word. I broke my word. 
And now here I am back asking, hey, I'm back, God. Yeah. So. How many times have I done me. that? Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, forgive me. It's funny me. how the Lord, through his pain, had him serving. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's well, a common serving, serving is also healing. It's a common theme. We've Absolutely. we've all been through it. When mm-hmm. that that time when we, I'm not going to use the word hate, but we were in the most angry at the Lord. Somebody would approach us about serving. I'm like, what? Yes. You want me to do what? You know, I don't even want to go to church. Nevertheless, serve. Mm-hmm. But we yes. did it, and and it it just the blessings flowed, man. Good. It was just amazing, and and yes, you sir. touched lives and. It's nothing that you did, but you were there. You were a part of it. Man, oh, you just can't put words on that. So, that you've got a brotherhood right here. <laughs> oh, big time! I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Me and Mikey are coming down. We're going to hang out. Sounds good. We got a table. Hanging we down got at the comic shop. That's it, man. We got to come up with a jingle for you and maybe do some uh, radio spots or something. Of course, you can do your own, man. You got a great voice. You, I thought you were reading that script. <laughs> That's amazing. When you believe something, it just comes to you. Amen to that. Absolutely, you got that right. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you know your you you know your own testimony better than anybody, and it uh, if you're ready, it'll flow. Especially if you have the Holy Spirit lead you. Amen. Well, that's what got me here. Uh huh. Amen Amen to to that. Well, that was session two hundred two. Session two hundred two. Wow. Yeah, just amazing. If you were touched by that, drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you can also tweet us tweet us on Twitter. We love to hear from you there. You know, uh, And don't forget to like, to us, like on us on Facebook so we don't have the awkward so. moment. <laughs> and if you have anything that you want to send to Sylvester, some comments, some words of encouragement, feel free to go ahead and write in the show. We'll make sure that he gets them. Yeah, yes, Sylvester's indeed. family now, and uh, <laughs> he'll be a regular. We'll bring him, bring him back, and maybe we get the wife in here too. Yeah, she would love it. She's she got testimony. She was so upset that she couldn't be here, and I said, "I'm sorry, honey, but you can't drive back from Tampa after you have to take your people yeah. to dinner." So, well, yeah. apologize to her that we were hanging up on her, but uh, <laughs> we. <laughs> so, but we'll uh, we'll make it up to her. We'll we'll get her in here, and uh, and we'll be here her testimony and uh, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome we'll her, just have a good side. time yeah that sounds good to me I, I will pass the word on to her i'm sure she would love to do it amen to that all right well thanks for hanging out with us this is uh went uh, a little long tonight but that's it okay did. you don't put god in a box no no you don't man so if sylvester's blessed you please drop us a line god stories radio at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and if the lord so uh impresses on your heart uh, to press the button you can go to godstoriesradio.com and we have a little paypal button on the front right there that you can press and some of our equipment's getting a little yeah a little slow some of the equipment the the, uh, my uh, imac that i do everything on the old girls uh hanging in there but uh it won't be much longer so we any any helps greatly appreciated we we love it we don't beg for money yeah you know the lord supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory and he'll mm-hmm. do the same for you so right and don't forget to join us in prayer for dan and danielle archer yes as the what they're going through right now together um, unbelievable yes unbelievable all right well that about wraps it up for session 202 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina god bless god bless god bless spend today in a conversation in the mirror face to face
发。